Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. Today is Holocaust Remembrance Day. Today's guest made a discovery about his family a decade ago that started a journey to educate others about the realities of the Holocaust. We'll hear what that discovery was and the lessons he's learned about his own family and what he's teaching others. Ten years ago, Daniel Schwab made a discovery about his family that took him back in time. Now he's working to ensure history does not repeat itself. We'll hear about that discovery in a bit. But Daniel, you live in Israel now. What led you there? So I was born and raised in South Africa, in Johannesburg. Um, my parents were born in South Africa and uh, and uh, grew up as a uh, privileged, in the privileged white community. Uh, in, in, in particular in the Jewish white community. Um, and briefly, uh, I'll just keep it very short, I uh, moved to Israel um, when I was around 20 years old. Um, it's already 25 years ago, so I'm, right, I'm now 45. Uh, 40, sorry, I'll be 44 uh, in September. <laughs> um, and... Um, um, you know, married with uh, seven children. My eldest is 20. My youngest is six. I have uh, my eldest is a boy, and I have six girls. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> you and the boy are outnumbered uh-huh. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so we we could go on forever. We, I could talk for ages about each child, but I'll I'll keep it brief. Um, so uh, yeah, um, I'm a, a, a for the last 20 years or so. I've been in various businesses uh some of the initially i was employed and for the last 15 years i've been an entrepreneur and uh owned and sold businesses and provided consulting work and and, and uh, now i have a, a startup company uh that i'm building it's all most of the work that i've done is in the renewable energy uh field so uh, cool. i've been very dedicated to renewable energy for a long time Daniel, tell us about the discovery that you made. Uh, I discovered my gr- grandfather's uh, letter collection on a trip back to South Africa. Um, I was doing business in South Africa at the time. <clears throat> and uh, always being aware of the um, sort of in the background, having never met my grandfather. He died, he was killed by, in a car accident, uh, hit and run before I was born. Uh, so I was born in 75, he was killed in 1970. So um, the only sort of connection I had to my grandfather was this uh, family tree that hung on, in my parents' uh, house and uh, this letter collection which stayed uh, wrapped up and closed for 40 years since he died. So and how, no one ever opened it. How did you find them then? Did everybody know they were there and everybody just decide not to open them or did you stumble across them randomly one day? Yeah, well, I mean, it was not maybe not everyone, but definitely my father knew about it and I knew about it and at least one of my sisters knew about it and yeah, no one just, no one opened it. It was kind of sacred. It was kind mm-hmm. of like... Like I, I don't know, maybe it had a spell on it. Like it's, I, I don't understand it. Why we never opened it for forty years? Yeah. What made you guys decide it, to open it's it up? Mysterious. What, Sorry. What made you guys decide to open them up? I I just I just um, it was one of these. Like I was helping my mother um, 
uh, clean up the garage, right? That's where, you know, in South Africa you had garages where you kept all the stuff you never used. So we were cleaning up and, 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 uh, it was a Sunday, which was more relaxed. There was time to do things that you don't normally do. And, uh, I just looked at it and I said, I said, come on, like, I've been pushing this thing out. I've always said I must look at this. I must look at it. And eventually I said, like, there's no reason why I'm not going to open it now. Like, I've got the time, right? I, you know, I'm old enough to not be afraid of what's inside there. <laughs> perhaps when I was a kid, we were all perhaps too afraid. Um, and I, I just said, that's it. You know, I'm, I've got to find out what's the, curi- the curiosity in me. Just said, I've got to open it up. <laughs> that's simple. What was that like reading those letters for the first time? Oh boy! <laughs> um, oh, the emotions—it's so funny. It's so weird. <laughs> it's like you take me back to that moment. Hmm. <laughs> it was a pretty powerful moment, by the sounds of things. Then, what made it? Uh, what makes it such an emotional thing for you when you started reading those? What did you see? <laughs> Sorry. I- <laughs> That's okay. Take no, your time. Problem, yes. Anyway, uh, I was basically transported back in time um, <clears throat> to a very difficult uh, story. Um, you realize that you had an uncle, and you had a or a great great uncle, and you had you had great grandparents, and and these people just never existed in our lives. And then mm-hmm. suddenly you discover that that they existed and. In such a real and vivid way, you know, you, you see the handwriting and you see the, the paper and the dates, and you realize that there's a whole story there that uh, that was buried. You know, your family lost twelve members to the Holocaust, I believe. Um, yeah, that's that, those are the, the ones that we have their names. You know, we have their names. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And your your grandfather survived the Holocaust, though. Yeah, yeah, he did. He um, <clears throat> he uh, he left when when he was twenty one, uh, very early actually in nineteen thirty four. So so he didn't actually you know go through the death camps or anything like that. Um, but he uh, he. Uh, he went through a lot of, uh, you know, mental mental pain, <clears throat> trying to get his parents and his brother. His, he had a little brother who was ten years younger than him, who was uh, eventually, eventually was taken to uh, the death camps. And uh, and you know, he 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 in in the letters you 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 get this uh, dialogue between him and his his father uh, about. You know what's going on in, in in Germany leading up to the war, and you know uh, uh, all the things that they did to the family. They took away their possessions. They took away their livelihoods. They uh, confiscated uh, everything, and until you know their 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 the, the basic humanity was was almost you know stripped away from them, and uh, and uh, and then 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 after the war, my Grandfather discovered what happened to them in more detail, and you know, from neighbors and, and friends, you know, family friends who were not Jewish who witnessed what went on. Um, so, 
Yeah, I mean, my grandfather is kind of in this weird category of people who, who are not really the classic survivor who never mm. actually went to the camps. Yeah, and yet, and yet they, you know, they had to deal with all of this uh, alone. You know, they had to, they had to carry on living. They had to, you know, come stay, keep their wits about them, and and, and survive despite uh, being. Ripped of every of of the whole family. So, so had your grandfather told you, um, like his grandchildren, or maybe your parents and and um, your aunts and uncles, had they, had they talked about the stories, or it wasn't really until you found the letters all this really came to life? No, no, my dad, my dad was you know brought up uh, uh, without any knowledge of what happened. Wow. I mean, it was kind of like, okay, you know, you, you know. It was kind of no. It was just never spoken about. I mean, hmm. my grandfather changed his name from Rudolf to Ralph. And he he spoke perfect English. He he kind of wiped away the German as much as possible, and uh, yeah, he didn't talk about it at all. He was very strict, and he was very he was a you know he was a very tough guy. Um, and and uh, he 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 sent my dad to. A Roman Catholic boarding school at the age of nine years old. So, oh, really? In a, yeah. <clears throat> so it stopped at so, it stopped at your grandfather then. Yeah, yeah. So that was um, my dad knew knew nothing. So when we discovered the letters, he 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 learned about his father through the letters, like wow. like the emotion that that he his father expressed in the letters was something new to him. It wasn't the same person. Was a different person. Hmm. Tell us about this project, what it is, and what you're doing. Yeah, so uh, I mean, I guess it's the easiest thing for me to do while still having a family and, and work. Um, I, I, you know, whenever I've got some spare time, which sometimes is zero, but when I do, and I've, when I've got the mental strength to do it, I, uh, you know, I try and uh, you know go and speak to groups. Um, I advertise. Uh, um, you know, stories about the Holocaust and, and, and people's personal ex- experiences and um, also especially, you know, trying to uh, put a, a focus on the issue of, you know, uh, what the current generation should be doing, you know, the younger generation. I try and focus on the to- those topics um, and, and uh, you know, we've, we've put together a book. So a, a book was commissioned based on the letters uh, an exhibition also that was started in Cape Town in the South African Jewish Museum, and now uh, it's show, been shown in Sydney, Australia, in, in Israel, um, Joburg, Cape, uh, Cape Town, Joburg, Durban. Uh, now in in, in Germany, it, it, uh, it was shown. So we're also looking for other places around the world to to take this travelling exhibition, which has a, also it has a. A documentary. It has like a 15-minute uh, movie that comes with it, um, and so and I, and I, whenever I've got time, I'm trying to get that into that that uh, that uh, documentation and the story into the schools and uh, you know various social groups to educate people on on the of the dangers of uh, prejudice, the dangers of anti-Semitism, and uh, all the uh, the, especially the build-up of the Holocaust. You know, it wasn't yeah. just about the death camps. You know, my story is so personal, and but I don't talk about the death, the death camps. I don't talk about 
you know, in fact, there's, I don't talk at all about 1939 to 45. I talk about a, a normal family who who, who had uh, f 14 generations in Germany, who's great, you know, my great-grandfather won a, a medal of honor in the German uh, army. He was very proud German. He was a, uh, a contributor to society. And and yet even that kind of person was, uh, the next day, was the enemy of the state. So, you know, I try and you know, raise awareness of, you know, what can happen if one... Um, allows certain ideologies and uh, ways of thinking to to germinate it, it it really you know we see it happening even today with uh, genocides around the world so um, in my small way I'm trying to get that story out and um, I guess I've got a big ambition I'd love to you know have more resources to be able to you know, dedicate more time to it and, uh, and to work with others and collaborate with other organizations. So we, uh, we collaborated in Australia with B'nai Brit, which oh, is yeah. a big, um, refugee group of, uh, it's a 150 year old organization. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they, they're all over the world. So we collaborated with Australia in Australia and, and you know, just yesterday the book received an award, the Jewish Book Award in, in Britain. Okay, so, congratulations. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, I think that hopefully this is an example of one person or one family doing their little bit to contribute to, you know, prevention of, uh, of, of another kind of disaster like this happening again. From from those who have read the book or seen the exhibit and seen the letters, what has the feedback been like? Been been like from those people? The feedback, well, it, it's you know some have, have really been deeply affected by it. Um, you know, it, it really did touch them in a way that um, that perhaps a, a more sort of broader book about the Holocaust might have. You know, I think that there's a certain power in zeroing in on one person's experience or one family so you know the people people who read it, it uh, they, they 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 can connect they can say hey you know my family uh, it could have been my family or it could have been me you know and so they relate to it in a very personal way and i think that um you know that 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 gives uh, gives them perhaps uh, motivation to to also, you know, raise up and, and say, hey, you know what, we've got to, you know, educate the next generation. I mean, uh, and, uh, you know, the, the awareness of the Holocaust, despite a lot of people's great efforts, awareness of Holocaust in the general population is very low. Uh, you know, people might be surprised to know that, but, you know, they do surveys on university campuses, and, and, and I think more than 50% of uh, university campus students don't even know who Hitler was. Daniel, how would we get you from Israel to Canada? Oh, that'd be amazing. Um, I've been to Canada before, and I love it. Uh, uh, you just uh, you can co contact me on Facebook um, through you know my personal page or through the Holocaust Social Media Project page, or send send me a, a message. A message. Uh, that's probably the easiest way. Um, uh, you know, I think everyone's got Facebook. If you want my email, it's uh, Schwab.daniel at gmail.com. Perfect. Um, so that's also another way. But 
certainly through Facebook that would be the easiest. And yeah, certainly we, it's, you know, we've invested already in the design and, and the makeup of it. And it's a relatively low cost to just, uh, either reprint, reprint the material and get it to the location. Uh, so it's a relatively low cost way of, you know, getting a story uh, presented in a very personal way. You know, people come in and they interact and maybe spend an hour or two, um, you know, walking around the exhibition and listening to the documentary and, and having the speaker. So, so um, yeah, it could be a good way of uh, integrating that into the education system. Well, we'd love to have Daniel here. What a powerful and important conversation. Something we need to share with everybody. We'll talk to you again on Connections.